Good evening to those who are in social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message. We're excited to come to you every Saturday with our message. We're praying that the word of God is a blessing to you. And we also have an app, which is Grace and Faith Fellowship. You can download it on your Android or your iPhone to if you want to re-listen to these messages. And once again, we pray that we have been a blessing to you. We want to continue on this series that I've started, I Surrender All, Surrendering Your Life to Jesus. What does it mean? How do I do it? We want to, want to get practical with it and just understand what is it, what is that in detail, surrendering your life to Jesus. And, you know, when you, when you talk about that, it says, well, you know, that seems very overwhelming. Um, last week, we talked about doing what God wants you to do. And when you look at the to-do list, sometimes I get overwhelming. Well, there's so many things the Bible God wants me to do. But we narrow that down. It says, hey, the Bible Jesus said, you know, whatever you want done to you, do to others. And so we talked about that last week. So tonight, we want to continue on that. But I surrender on. But, but tonight, we're going to talk about uh, we want to make the, the proclamation, I will say what you want me to say. Okay, are we saying what God want us to say? I have you yield um, your mouth to God, you know, saying what he want you to say. And you say, somebody saying, well, I ain't, I ain't perfect. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about consistency and we're talking about a spirit of excellence we, we want you to grow in it nobody's perfect in it but we want to grow in that area of saying what god want us to say and so i want to start off tonight by well you remember smoky the bear some of us you know may remember that smoking the commercial or smoky the bear has reminded us over 70 years that and this is seven years, that only you can prevent forest fires uh, the damage from just a small spark can lay waste to a beautiful forest and destroy whole communities. Scripture uses the same vocabulary to describe the destructive power of our words. It says here in, in James, um, my first scripture, James 5, 3, excuse me, verse 5, it says the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. I want to read it from the New Living Trend. It says, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes great speeches. But a teeny spark can set a great forest on fire. So, Smoking the Bear, remember that commercial? When somebody says that, that may, some of you may, the young people may not remember that, but he's always come on. He used to tell you how to prevent forest fires. And, give us instruction on what to do and what not to do. And so the Bible gives reference to our tongue in James 3 and 5, where it says it's a small member, yet it boasts great things. Or the New Living Translation says, says, in the same way the tongue is a small thing, but make great speeches. So we're looking at our tongue can make great speeches, but it says, but a teeny spark can set a great forest on fire. So look how powerful our words are. You can either 
um, make somebody feel good about your words, or you can make them feel bad about your by your words. Okay, and so therefore, we're talking about our speech. We're making, well, Lord, you, if you're making the declaration, Lord, I want to say what you want me to say. Now we have to watch our words. Now we have to yield, as I said from the beginning, the first minute about yielding to the Holy Spirit because you can't do this without, without the power of the Holy Spirit. Yielding your words, your tongue to God. Okay. And so James 5 said, I'll read it again from you. It says, in the same way, your tongue is a small thing that make great speeches. So we know people who have made great speeches, you know, it's some speeches have been recorded, have been written down in history books, the speeches that certain people have made. But yeah, but a teeny, but a teeny spark can set a great forest on fire. So the same thing that can be called great, it can be very destructive. And so your mouth can be very destructive. So are you aware of the damage you can do with with your tongue versus the success you can have, you can with your tongue, okay? With the potential of such destruction and also the potential for good that comes from our speeches, it is important to say what Jesus wants us to say and not just imitate the values of our culture, okay? You often hear me talk about culture, so we don't want to imitate our culture. We want to say the things that Jesus wants us to say. Our world is filled with speech characterized by hatred, jealousy, condemnation, and anger. Jesus gave a principle that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. We, we can't avoid, we can't avoid the truth. Our speech will reveal what is deep within side of us. So we don't want to um, imitate the culture. It's important for us to say what Jesus wanted. We don't want to imitate our cultures. When we look at our culture, and let's pay attention. When we, when we look at our culture, what is our culture speaking? It's talking about speaking about hatred. Uh, we see the hate that's on TV, or we see the hatred that's on social media uh, and things. We see the videos we see the the um the sitcoms that come out now with a lot of profanity and hatred and violence and stuff and and we as Christians we got to be careful not to imitate that okay now let me say this everything in the culture is not bad but we got to be very discerning as to what Jesus want us to say in our Okay, versus what the culture says. We got to be very careful not to want to fit in with the culture. And I know that's a, a thing that's what we call peer pressure. And, you know, you don't want to be outside, but you don't want us to be grouped in with the culture as to speak in hatred, jealousy. And we see the anger. We see when you watch the reality shows, the anger that we see on TV, the anger in the sitcoms, the anger on social media and videos taken and nothing sacred no more. You can, you know, videos come out on everything. I mean, there was a time where you heard about somebody fighting or heard somebody say something. Now people record it 
uh, stuff leak out, you know, because people, you know, pay a lot of money for things like that. And so condemnation, jealousy, we see all that in our culture. And as Christians, as a believer, you don't want to be named among that. Okay. You don't want to be participate. We don't want to participate in those things. I want to say what Jesus wanted me to say. You should want to say what Jesus wanted to say. Okay. And that should be the, the prayer that you pray. Lord, help me to speak the words you want me to speak, even when things get tough, even when people hurt us. And then we know sometimes people hurt us. People say stuff that hurt our feelings. And we have to be um, disciplined enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to use those words. It doesn't mean that you let people walk all over you. It doesn't mean you let people disrespect you. It just means that, you know what? I don't have to use these words. And we see a lot of profanity used by Christians. And I see that is among the Christian family, the body of Christ, man, that we've had just adopted that we're just going to use profanity. And then, you know, we ask God to forgive us and he understand. But the thing is, are you really serious about saying what Jesus wants you to say? And have you taken thought about what Jesus, what you have you say in that situation? Because Jesus was the example for us. And so it says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you're, you're there's a connection between your mouth and your heart. You can't say that if you say something. You say, well, I didn't mean it. You know, I didn't mean to say that. Well, no, it was in your heart. So that's why you said it. You know, it was in your heart. So you can't. You know, um, you can't tell a person where well, I didn't really mean what I said when it came out of your mouth because it was in your heart to say it. Otherwise, if it's not in your heart to say it, then you won't say it. It says we, we, we can't avoid the truth. I said I, your speech will reveal what is deep down inside you. So your speech, remember this, your speech is saying what's on the inside of you, what is really in your heart, because it's going to come out of you. Okay. It's going to come out of you at some point, some, it may, some situation, uh, some circumstance, some problem is going to bring out what's in your heart. Your, your circumstance is going to let people know what you believe. Okay. Do you believe what Jesus said? Are you speaking the words of Jesus? Because we know Jesus had people who betray him. He had people deny him. He had people turn their back on him. Um, say all kinds of call name, called them, had called them all kinds of names. And so, but Jesus did not respond in the way um, that would we would consider not godly or the father was not pleased with him. So the question I want to ask tonight is. How does following Jesus affect what we say each day and why? How does it affect? Uh, Jesus, he is described as the word who became flesh and dwell among us. And that's in John 1 and 14. Gospel of John, John 1, 14. He is God's ultimate communication to his creation. Jesus was the example. Jesus 
was the one who came down. He was God in a body, came down and showed us how to communicate, how to live on this earth, what to say, how to say in every situation. And we are told that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. As he lives through us, we can expect to be speaking with both grace and truth. Okay, so as Jesus lives through us, we can expect to be speaking grace and truth. Jesus' life was marked not by, not just by loving and gracious words, but by honest words that reflect the truth about him and the world around him. Okay, so when we when we allow Jesus to live through us, we're going to say what he wants to say. And what are those? We're going to speak grace and truth because that's what Jesus, he came to show us grace and truth. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Okay, that's what he speaks. And so when we talk about, so what do we, when, when we say, okay, when you make the, when you proclaim that, Lord, I want to say what you want me to say, what are we speaking? We're speaking grace and truth. And so actually now we're just not talking about grace, loving and gracious words. So grace people are gracious. So your words should be gracious. Okay. But what does that mean? It's not just it's not just loving and grace word, but honest word that reflect the truth. What is those that truly reflect reflects the truth about Jesus and the word around us? Okay, so we should be speaking the truth about Jesus, who He is, what He came to do, and also about the world around us. We got to speak the truth about the world around us, and that may encompass things that are that are wrong and things that are right. We got to look at our world and say, you know what, the word of God is against that, and the word that, and the word of God is for that. We've got to speak that. It says the Bible says, speak the truth in love. Okay, so we can't be afraid to speak the truth. And I know sometimes there are many times and you may have experienced this saying what Jesus wants you to say may get you in trouble. Okay. You we as Christians, we're not called to be politically correct. We're called to speak. It says speak the truth. So when we say. Uh, I will say, God, what you want me to say. That means speaking the truth, whether it's popular or not. So you're not going to fit in when you speak the truth. And, you know, in the celebrity arena, we know that, hey, you got to be politically correct. Um, you know, in Hollywood, you got to be politically correct because they want everybody included. You can't say anything about certain subjects. You know, because the world says or the culture says that this is OK now and this is right now. And we embrace this now. We no longer speak against now. And as Christians, as the body of Christ, some of us have bought into that. And if you are that person, then I pray that you will begin to say what God wants to say, no matter whether the world likes you or not, because the world is not going to like you. 
Okay, the world is not going to accept you when you speak the truth about God. Okay, but we can say things um, in a way that are, as I say, in a loving way, but everybody's not going to embrace it. We don't have to be uh, abusive with it. We can say it the way Jesus said, in a loving way. So in Acts 1 and 8, Jesus told his disciples that when the Holy Spirit come upon them, they will experience power to be witnesses. As we yield to his control, we'll find that we'll want to tell others about him. That's what we should want to do. God, I'm going to say what you want me to say. As the Holy Spirit leads you, you should be ministering to people, you know, um, and telling them about the love of Christ. Tell them what Jesus did for them. And this is what, in Acts 1 and 8, the, the Holy Spirit comes upon and we'll be witnesses, be a power, give God give us power to be witnesses for him. Now, that does not mean that we'll be obnoxious, or condescending to others as some fear. In fact, just the opposite, we'll be kind and compassionate, telling people who Jesus is and what a difference he has made in our lives. Okay. So we don't want to be, so God called us to be witnesses for him, but we don't want to be agnostic, condescending or abusive with our language. We don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to turn people off about telling Jesus because where you said, well, you know what? God told me to, to speak the truth. Well, yeah, okay. We're speaking the truth. But how, what is your approach? How are you approaching? How are you presenting the gospel? Are you presenting the gospel with a negative attitude? Are you condemning everybody to go to hell? You know, and you're turning people off. And I've, I've been guilty of that in my younger years. I've done that. And maybe you're that person. That's not what God, you can tell people. Now, the truth is, you no, know, if people don't accept Jesus Christ, they will go to hell. But you don't, you want to tell people about what Jesus did for them. Now, you do tell people, hey, if they reject this, that's Bible. That if they reject Jesus, then hell is where they're going to spend eternity at. But the gospel is about telling people what Jesus did for them. Okay. How he paid the price for their sins. How they don't don't have to go to hell. That's what the gospel is. So we don't want to be obnoxious and condescending. We want to be kind and compassionate. We want to share, you know, in a loving way and let people know. And we can't control people's response because you can tell them in a love way and they can still, you know, be upset with you. But just make sure that you are presenting the gospel in a way that you know that's pleasant, that God is pleased with you, that the Holy Spirit is leading you to say this, say what you what he wants you to say. So, but we should be telling people who Jesus is and what a difference he has made in our lives. And, and so you can always tell people about what Jesus has done for your life, what he has done for you, how he has saved you from your sin, how he's turned your life around, made you a new cre creation in Christ. This is what we want to tell.
people. So I want to read, um, I got a couple of scriptures here we want to read. The first scripture is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. And it says in a new living translation, it says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Now, listen to what he says. Don't use foul and abusive language. And so we know that can in include, we see that in our culture. Foul and abusive language. See, like I said, we see it on TV now. Things that I grew up with, words that are said on TV, we're not, weren't allowed to say now. You can say them or either they'll just beep them out. But, you know, of course, people know what they're saying. But this is the abusive language that we see in our culture. And as a Christian, we don't want to adopt that. And you as a Christian, you don't want to embrace that because why? You got to ask yourself, and would Jesus say these things? Would Jesus be talking like that? Are you saying the thing that the Holy Spirit wants you to say? Is it, would the Holy Spirit lead you to say that? And remember, Jesus said, Remember Jesus said in the gospel, he said, I'm only saying or doing what my father told me to do or say what you want me to say. Are you saying what the father wants you to say? And that is through the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So we don't want to use foundry. He said, but let everything you say be good and helpful. So what I'm simply saying is that you may be saying, well, what about correcting people? Yeah, you can correct people. But it can be good and it can be helpful. Okay. It can be said, you know, and sometimes it's the way you say something. But is it helpful to them? Okay. And sometimes you have to give people corrective. Because the Bible says the word of God is for correction, for reproof. So, but you say it in a helpful way to help them. And so, so, and it goes on to say, so that your words would be an encouragement to those of him. So here's the thing we need to pay on my cart. Listen to what it's saying. There are people who listen to you. The people who are around you are listening to you on your job, in your family, you know, wherever you go. Be aware of who's listening to you. You, If you proclaim to be a Christian and you are a believer and people know that, People are listening to you. People are aware of what you're saying and how you you expressing yourself through your words, your attitude. People listen to you. Okay, so it says so, so that the words, so that your word will be an encouragement to those who hear them. People should be encouraged when they hear you talk, even in a bad situation, even in a in a tough situation, even when you're in a um, dispute, even when you are handling the customers, maybe you work on a job where you customer service, how you talk to the customer, how do you handle conflict? Okay, people are watching us, you and me. So how do you handle that? Or are you just um, handling it just like the culture handling, where you cuss them out, 
where you know you get mad, you raise your voice at them, and you you holler and you screaming, and you know what, and you you you're attacking them the same way you, they're attacking you. But it says here, you know, what people are watching and listening to us, and so we have to be saying, you know what, Lord, if you need help in the area, allow, ask the Holy Spirit today. Ask him right now, Lord, help me to say what you want me to say in every situation, in every circumstance, even when I'm in conflict with, with my spouse or with my kids, you know, with, with a sibling. Lord, help me to say what you want me to say and not just give in to your emotions. Don't allow your emotions to control you in every situation. You know, well, that's how I feel. So that's why I'm going to say it. No, that's, that may not always go well with you. Okay, so we got to say, okay, Lord, I want to say what you want me to say. Let's look at Proverbs um, chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. And let's listen to what uh, Solomon says here. He says, a gentle answer deflects anger. But harsh words makes tempers flare. It knows what he said. A gentle answer deflects anger. So he says, even if somebody come at you angry, you know what? Your gentle response says, okay, well, you know what? Um, even though they're yelling at you and screaming at you, you don't have to yell back. It's a, it deflects anger. You know, they may be angry. And hey, when you are under control, it may cause them to come under control. Because I heard somebody saying, you can't argue. It's, it's kind of ridiculous to argue by yourself. So you're calm and you're collected. Then, hey, there's a chance it's going to calm them down. And you may be saying, well, you know what? I, I got to work on that. Yeah, we all have to work on that. Maybe you have to work on that area and ask the Holy Spirit to help you in that area. But it says, but harsh words makes tempers flare so you only it's just like throwing gasoline on the fire you only gonna make it worse when you're screaming back and forth okay it says here the tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness so the tongue of the wise so if i yield my tongue to the holy spirit i'm going to speak knowledge knowledge is going to be appealing people are going to be more receptive to what i'm saying if i'm not screaming at them but it said the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness so if you're angry and you're out of control then you're going to speak foolishness which is going to escalate the situation and make it worse it says the lord is watching everywhere keep his eyes on both the evil and the good so god says god is watching us he sees us he's watching us but it goes to the last says the gentle words are like a tree of life a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit think about the things that you said that have crushed people maybe your child or somebody your, your loved one somebody in your family some person you crushed your spirit because of your deceitful tongue because of what you said 
But it says gentle words are a tree of life. It means that whatever you say, it's going to cause somebody to grow. To grow. You know, even though they messed up, your gentle words, it says, you know what? That was wrong. But here's how you're wrong about that. And here's what you should do going forth. And so this is how we do this. So we don't, we want to yield our tongue to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to say what you want me to say. It says, but saying what God wants us to say isn't just about telling us about Jesus. It is using our words to talk to others the way Jesus would. Expressing kindness and forgiveness and affirming others for who they are and the things they do well. In doing so, we bless them and encourage them on their spiritual journey. Okay, so it's more when we talk about Lord, I, I want to say what you want me to say. It's more than just telling people about Jesus. It is expressing kindness and forgiveness. So when you are saying what Jesus wants us to say, we're expressing kindness. We're expressing forgiveness. We are affirming people and the things that they do well and who they are. Okay, this is what we're doing. We are encouraging people. You're being a blessing to somebody and you're encouraging them on their spiritual journey because we all on this spiritual journey. Okay. And so some of us are living more mature than others, but we can help others grow in that area as they grow on their spiritual journey. You can help them by what you're saying to them, or you can hinder that growth by speaking words that are negative, that are abusive, as I said, that are condescending, or it says are, you know, just beating them up with scripture. Sometimes we do that. And so it asks that is there a change in a way I should speak to someone? You'd ask yourself that tonight. Is there a change in the way I should be speaking to people. Do I need to change the way I speak to people? Do I need to do that? And that's the question you need to ask yourself that you may have to work on. And, and I, I pray that we will not just continue to fall into the trap that the culture um, has given us, the thing in the culture. I pray that you will not be a person who adapt the culture's way of doing things, the culture way of talking. Why? Because you want to fit in. And you know what? And this is what the culture is. And you have to understand that everything in our culture, you need to ask yourself, is this what Jesus wants? Is this pleasing the Father? Am I saying what Jesus wants me to say? And if it doesn't line up with the word, then guess what? As the Bible said, we need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, see, and, and once you change the way you think, your behavior is going to change. 
you don't always have to go back at people. And we live in a culture now where you attack people and they say something wrong to you. And then you're going to, we see a lot of road rage where people cut you off. You got to pull up beside them and cuss them out or throw up, you know, your finger. And we got to, we have this, and this is what the culture uh, has said, said is normal. And, but we see a lot of people being hurt by that. And a lot of um, violence come from, you know, as it says, the culture speaking, you know, words that are hatred and condemnation, anger. And we see the results of this, you know, innocent people are dying or people for dying for no reason, for something silly, all because you, they couldn't control their temper. And you don't want to be one of those people. We don't want to fall in that category. We want to be different. We want to show people this is the, the way Jesus would respond. This is what Jesus would say in this situation. And we have to be the example to show the world, this is how you handle this. Regardless, now understanding that you're going to be in the minority. It may feel like you all by yourself. Because we're going to be in the minority when you choose to say what Jesus wants you to say. You, you're going to be in a minority. You know, and, and you're going to be called, um, you know, a coward or a wimp or a doormat. You know what? You let people walk all over you. You know what? You should have got in his face. You should have said this. I would have, some people say, well, I would have did this. No, we're doing what Jesus told us to do. We're saying what Jesus wants to say. And when you say what he wants you to say, you will always come out on top. It may not look like it at the time. It may not look like it right now. But you know what? I'm going to say what Jesus wants me to say. And I know I have the victory. It may not look like it right now, but I'm going to have the victory over this. But I just make sure that you know what? And you make sure that you respond the way Jesus wants you to respond. Because we live in a society that can be hurtful. And people can be very, um, what's the word I want to use? They can be very rude. You know, I work in customer service. People can be very rude. People can be very um, impatient, you know, and they can say things and, you know, to cause you to maybe, you know, flare up. And we have emotions too. Not to say you should um, ignore your emotions, but you have to control your emotions. And says, you know what? Regardless, and sometimes you just have to just not say anything because Jesus was the perfect example. Think about Jesus when he was being crucified, when he's being accused of stuff that he never did. And the Bible says he said nothing when well, he was being accused by the people saying he was he did this. He was a blasphemer. He was starting something, you know, he was just going against everything that what they say that the Bible believe. But Bible says Jesus didn't say didn't say a whole lot. I'm like he said he said very few words. Why he was being accused, and he knew he was innocent. And so my thing here, and that was a perfect example for us. If you know you're innocent, 
if you know that you know what you're doing the right thing or you said the right thing or you carry yourself in the right way you don't have to um justify yourself you don't have to try to prove to everybody that what you're youth right if you've been led by the holy spirit and you're saying what he wants you to say and you respond the way he wants you to respond you're gonna come out on top let me pray father god in the name of jesus i thank you for every listening ear that is hearing this message and i pray a blessing over their life now father god, i pray for the person who's hearing this that they will yield their tongue to you allow the holy spirit to speak what he wants them to speak say what he wants them to say i pray god that you will help them control their emotions but they will declare the word that you've put in their mouth that they will declare who you are to them and the difference that you have made in their life even in tough situations god i pray that the holy spirit you control them and give them the ability to yield, not to not to yield to the words of the enemy, but to yield to your words. Even God, that means not saying anything. I thank you for working in their lives right now. Satan, we bind and we take authority over the mindset that I have to justify everything that I have to get revenge. We come against that spirit in the name of Jesus. And we speak peace to that person. We speak peace to the anger problem. We speak peace, healing to that area of insecurity in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, take control. And I give you a glory, I and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, we thank you for listening to us on tonight. We'll be back again next week where we continue on this message, I surrender all. And once again, allow the Holy Spirit to speak the words through you that he wants to speak and lie and yield yourself to the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.